ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, welcome to a fresh episode of the Baby Ball Chronicles, where we dive headfirst into the most intriguing and unconventional corners of history. I'm Ben, your cosmic conductor of chaos, here to take you on a whirlwind tour of the past. And I'm Andrew, your resident skeptic and inquisitive mind. As we explore the annals of time, I'll be sure to apply a healthy dose of critical thinking to the stories we encounter. And I'm Holden, your mystical maestro of mirth, ready to sprinkle a touch of whimsy and imagination into our journey through history. Together, we form a trio that's as eccentric as the tales we're about to share. Now, before we dive into the labyrinth of the past, who's up for a quick snack break? We've got a microwave right here under the desk, and I've got this mouth-watering burrito ready to go. Oh, I'm in. Nothing like a hot burrito to keep the energy up for our historical escapades. Just make sure you remove the tinfoil before you nuke it. We don't want any sparks flying in here. Oh, come on, Andrew. I've done this a million times. What could go wrong? And while that's heating up, let's jump into the fascinating stories we've lined up for today. That's right, Holden. From cosmic origins to the rise of civilizations and everything in between, we're about to embark on a journey that's as enlightening as it is entertaining. Uh, did anyone else hear uh, that? Ben, is it just me? Or is your burrito glowing? And why does that microwave look like it's borrowed from a sci-fi movie set? Wait, did someone leave a disco ball in the microwave? And why are we suddenly floating? Are we time traveling? Whoa, hold on to your socks, folks. We're floating through some sort of space-time portal thingy. Not exactly the snack break I had in mind. Let's not jump to conclusions, Holden. There must be a logical explanation for this. Maybe it's a weird studio effect. Nah, Andrew, I've got a gut feeling we're in for a wild ride. We might just be riding the waves of time itself. Speaking of waves, if we're surfing time, I vote we go back to when hairstyles were more adventurous. Think we could pull off togas? Perhaps we should focus on understanding our situation rather than our future fashion choices. Good call, Andrew. Let's see if we can figure out where... Uh-oh, looks like we're descending. And touchdown, or time down, we've definitely touched down somewhere, but where exactly? Well, wherever we are, it's not Kansas anymore. Or any time we've seen before, for that matter. And I doubt we're in Oz, either. Let's take stock of our surroundings and see if we can uncover any clues. Okay, I didn't expect the ground to be so gelatinous. It's like we've landed on a cosmic trampoline. Hey, maybe this is where astronauts go to have bounce-off competition. Unlikely, but I admit this situation is unprecedented. We need more information. Well, wherever we are, I hope it's not a busy cosmic freeway. It could get messy if a black hole cuts us off. Good point, Holden. We wouldn't want to meet cosmic traffic cops with tickets for exceeding the speed of light. Hold on. Did anyone else hear that? It's like the universe itself is humming. Wait, do you see that? Amidst the swirling cosmic mist, there's someone. Someone? Where? I see it too. It's like a figure cloaked in cosmic energy, moving purposefully. And it's carrying a mop. No, really a mop. Are we in a cosmic custodian's closet? A janitor in the vast expanse of the cosmos. Look at it go. It's like the ultimate space janitor tidying up the universe itself. I guess someone's got to clean up after the Big Bang. I bet even celestial realms have dust bunnies, but why is it ignoring us? Hello, mighty cosmic custodian. We come in peace and confusion. Maybe it can't hear us over the sound of its cosmic mop squeaking. Excuse me, Mr. Janitor, do you have a moment to chit-chat? It seems our cosmic custodian isn't up for a chat. 
Maybe he's just shy in the presence of podcasters. Or maybe he's on a tight cosmic schedule and we're just not part of his cleaning itinerary. While we're pondering the janitor's cosmic chores, let's not forget our own mission, getting back to our own time. But how do we do that? The janitor didn't exactly leave us a manual for navigating cosmic time travel. I doubt it understands our language. But I have to wonder, is this janitor the reason for our wild microwave mishap earlier? What if the aluminum foil from the burrito infused something special into our time machine? Something that's allowing us to witness the cosmic custodial arts in action? It's possible. Our first leap through time happened when we microwaved a burrito wrapped in aluminum foil. Perhaps the microwave itself is the conduit. Oh, it's like a cosmic time machine menu. Select your era, press the buttons, and away we go. So, are we thinking another microwavable object could transport us to our next destination? That's the plan. We just need to find something that resonates with this celestial pocket of time. That's a thought. Wait a second. What if it's something we already have? Something in our pockets that's, well, time-worthy? What have we got here? An old keychain, a packet of salt, and the rock. Of course you have a rock, Andrew. You never know when you'll need to season your food, or we'll just have a rock. Ooh, how about this flashlight? It's like a beacon in the cosmic darkness. Are we trying to signal intergalactic rescue teams with our light source, Holden? You never know, Ben. Maybe cosmic emergency services are standing by. I doubt they take collect calls from time travelers. All right, let's see what else we've got. A handful of lint, a shoelace, and... Don't tell me the cosmic custodian left his shoelace behind. Wait a second, not quite. I have a pocket knife and... Oh yeah, I forgot about this. I was saving the rest of this chicken wing for later. You keep loose meat in your pocket? Ben, you're a walking pocket dimension of surprises. I'm not sure if I'm more impressed by your preparedness or concerned about your choice of snacks. All right, we've got a bone, a flashlight, and a rock. Time travel ingredients, perhaps? Well, folks, looks like we've got our cosmic artifact. A half-eaten chicken wing from earlier. It smells the oldest, I guess. Hey, if it works... Who are we to question cosmic microwave logic? It might not take us back to our exact time, but it might just take us forward, or backward, or sideward. Either way, it's a leap of culinary faith. All right, everyone, hold on to your metaphysical aprons, because we're about to microwave ourselves into the next era. Phew, glad to be out of the cosmic ooze, but why do I feel like I'm stuck to this giant leaf? Fascinating. It appears we've voyaged back to the Jurassic period, based on the flora and humidity we must take care not to disturb the delicate prehistoric ecosystem. Check out those massive ferns. I bet dinosaurs used them for toilet paper. An absurd hypothesis. Dinosaurs likely had very different digestive processes and hygienic practices compared to modern humans. Speaking of dinosaurs, did the ground just shake? Please tell me it's just my imagination. I don't think so. Sounds like we're about to have a close encounter of the prehistoric kind. Run! What the fuck? So much for not disturbing the ecosystem. We've got to get out of here before we become dino snacks. Agreed. This microwave appears to be our time travel ticket. Perhaps we can find another prehistoric artifact to propel us forward? Ooh, I've got just the thing. I snagged this ancient fossilized poop on our way here. Fossilized feces? I don't even want to know why you grabbed that. But I suppose it'll have to do. All right, we made it out of Dino Land, but where did that prehistoric poop take us? Based on the volcanic terrain, possibly to the era of early human civilization. You might be onto something. Ancient people probably used poop as fuel for fires, right? I was thinking it's because primitive humans were super smelly and never bathed. 
the poop brought us to other stinky folks. Doubtful. While hygiene was limited, early humans understood the health benefits of cleanliness. But why is it so hot and fiery everywhere? <coughs> Are we in the underworld or something? Don't be silly. This volcanic stuff means we're likely around early human settlements. People were drawn to it for nutrients and minerals. Unlikely. But early cultures did leverage volcanic materials for tools, agriculture, and heat sources. Or maybe because ancient folks just liked playing with hot lava for fun. I know I would. Hey. The microwave may have led us to another civilization relying on pyroclastic geology. In other words, our dino poop and this fiery stuff are both signs of early people. Let's go find our ancestral buddies and see if they can help us. Onward to unsmellier eras. Look, up ahead, are those actual cave dwellings carved into the volcano rock? Well, the scent of innovation is definitely in the air, but I don't think this one's a podcast studio. I'd say we've landed right in the heart of early human ingenuity. All right, team expedition, but remember, stealth mode. We don't want to make history remember us as those weird time travelers. Let's remain in the shadows. Our presence here is a delicate thread in the tapestry of time. Hey, we can get a bird's eye view from up here and stay incognito. Ooh, this spot is perfect. We can observe their tool making. Transforming stones into basic axes and spears marked a pivotal leap in their ability to hunt and gather. The real Flintstone era. Absolutely. These seemingly simple tools represent significant advancements that bolstered their survival strategies. Get a load of their digs. Not exactly a luxury condo, but having an entire mountain for your man cave is pretty epic. Yes, the topography allowed early humans to create sheltered spaces for living and storing food during harsh weather. Whoa, check out their intricate wall paintings. Who knew cavemen were skilled artists? Respect to the original interior decorators. Early cave art offers a glimpse into their cultural practices. The animal motifs likely symbolize their hunting prowess and rituals. Shh, you hear that? Sounds like there's a whole tribe living in this network of caves. We better keep our distance. Check out that bonfire. Harnessing fire allowed early humans to migrate to new climates and cook food for nourishment. Talk about innovation. Can you imagine early humans encountering fire for the first time? Indeed, it must have been perplexing. Seemingly a warm, glowy thing that isn't scary, but totally is. No doubt. Probably freaked them out like it was the screaming sun attacking them or something. Yet eventually they embraced it. Picture caveman Grog roasting marshmallows in the dark, claiming it's better without the scary bright light ruining it. Amusing hypotheses. While we cannot know their exact reactions, early humans did ultimately leverage fire's benefits, enabling migration and nourishment. Too true. Goes to show even bizarre innovations can become essential advancements. I mean, look how far we've come thanks to their taming the scary bright light. Indeed, each era builds on the incremental discoveries of those before. We should identify an appropriate artifact to travel forward now. Ooh, how about these old clay pottery shards I found? They look crafty enough to fast forward us somewhere more advanced. Astute selection. The chemical composition of the ceramic clay could interact favorably with our chronometric device. I'll pretend I understood any of those words. Let's fire it up and see where this prehistoric pottery takes us. Bye-bye, cave dudes. Don't forget to record your discoveries on a cave wall for future generations. As we traverse the space-time continuum, I must inquire, where did you procure this chronometric device? Oh, the microwave. I, uh, found it in my garage. Previous owner must have left it. Now that he mentions it, I don't remember having a microwave in the podcast studio before. Did you get it at a yard sale or something? 
Yep, definitely picked it up secondhand somewhere. Anyway, what I want to know is why Andrew suddenly got so smart. What's with all the big fancy words, dude? My vocabulary patterns seem to have been affected by our quantum leaps through the epics of history. I theorize exposure to significant chronological energies may have enhanced my intellectual acumen. Aha, uh -huh. there it is again with the textbook talk. He's like a walking dictionary since we time jumped. For real. It's like you merged minds with Einstein or something. Bring back regular Andrew. My apologies. I will attempt to restrain my scholarly vernacular when conversing casually in social situations. There's the Andrew we know and love. Now let's see where this magic microwave takes us next. Is it just me or did it suddenly get really hot and sandy? I'm sweating more than a riverboat captain. Based on the surroundings, we seem to have arrived in Egypt circa 1500 BCE. Um, why am I naked as a newborn? Did I just materialize without clothes? Minimal garb was common in this climate, so it might help you go unnoticed. I'd really rather not go frolicking au naturel. Let's find an artifact and move on before I start to get a tan, okay? Hold and quit being a wimp. Maybe I can just grab a papyrus fig leaf while I look for some clothes. Let's move on quickly, shall we? This era marks the height of Egyptian prosperity and cultural sophistication. Their architectural accomplishments remain unparalleled. No kidding, these giant pyramids are mind-blowing. Just imagine the poor guy who had to stack those massive blocks so high. Yes, very impressive empty triangles of rock. Uh, say, do you think there might be a robe merchant or a tailor nearby? Asking for my, uh, exposed friend. You know what we should do? Head to the pyramids. I bet we can find a mummy with some rags to spare for Holden. Wrap him up like a mummy. Problem solved. I strongly advise against that. Disrupting sacred tombs could have disastrous ramifications. Hard agree. But where else are we going to find a mummy to microwave? Ben, a mummy won't even fit inside of it. That's why we will cram it. Do we really want to blast irradiated corpse dust everywhere? Yes. Hard pass. That's how you get a curse, and I definitely don't want to be cursed without pants on. Wait, what's this in the sand? Is that a tiny gold coin? Now this coin appears promising. It bears a peculiar inscription depicting a... mop. Whatever, just zap it already so we can scram. Agreed. Weird, but it's our best bet. Toss it in, and let's ditch this era before Ben raids a tomb. Huzzah! We've arrived in medieval times. But why am I suddenly wearing these silly curled jester shoes? Strange magic is afoot. It appears we've been transported to 15th century Europe. Let us blend in discreetly among the peasantry. It would be wise to proceed judiciously, lest we disrupt the social order of this 15th century realm. No way! I shall henceforth be King Lafsalut, ruler of festivals and turkey legs. Bring me a goblet of mead, my loyal subjects. My liege, and perhaps I could serve as your trusted advisor? Given my expanded mastery of history and lexicon? Hey, how come he gets to be a royal advisor? All I got are these silly jester shoes with curly toes. Silence, fool. Entertain your king with juggling and jesting. Dance for me, funny man. Fine, but next time I call dibs on being uh, something cool, like a musketeer or something, if I have to look silly, I want to at least have a cool hat. Onward to the Maypole, peasants. We shall celebrate with wanton merriment, for tis a time of great pestilence and woe. Hold on, did you just say maple? Now why would we dance around a tree? No, not maple. A maypole. It's a pole. People dance around it, and weave ribbons. 
it's a symbolic celebration of unity and uh, fertility. Ah, unity and fertility. Got it. Sounds sexy. Nothing screams sexy like synchronized ribbon twirling in the town square. Speaking of town squares, be mindful. The streets are filled with hog mud and who knows what else. Esteemed listeners, we're hitting the pause button on our podcast to introduce you to our newest supporter, Mindscape Telehealth. Have you ever found yourself stuck in the past, replaying the same worries and fears time and time again? If you're tired of being bogged down in the mud of old thoughts, then you're in for a treat with Mindscape Telehealth. With their team of compassionate therapists, you'll have the support you need to break free from the chains of the past and embrace a brighter future. Say goodbye to endless loops of anxiety. Mindscape Telehealth is all about helping you take that next step forward, one step at a time. It's like having a guiding hand to help you navigate the path ahead, no matter how challenging it may seem. So if you're ready to leave the old behind and step into a fresh perspective, visit MindscapeTelehealth.com today. That's MindscapeTelehealth.com, where a brighter future is just a few steps away. Remember, it's time to let go of the past and start walking towards the life you deserve. Damn it, Holden, walk in front of me. Those dumb elf shoes keep splattering my legs. Sorry about the mud splattering, guys. Didn't realize my jester shoes would be so efficient. You've got to admit, Holden, those shoes are proving to be quite the asset. Despite the mud and the who knows what, this adventure is growing on me. Um, it's like we're living out history. Yes, it's every historian's dream to be splattered with hog mud. I'm all for embracing the spirit of time travel. But could we perhaps move on? There's only so much muck in the mouth one can take. Andrew, you're just worried about your precious podcast recording schedule. No shit. I was super prepared. That's why I was info dumping so much about the cavemen earlier. Couldn't let my research go to waste because I don't think we will ever get out of here. Don't think about it too much, Andrew. As long as the microwave doesn't fail, we can and will get back to the studio. Besides, I... Wait. Jester slave. What's that over there? Hark. Let us partake in the merriment of this festival we've happened upon. At last, a medieval diversion from this foul era. Let us join the festivities with carefree abandon. While cultural immersion could prove enlightening, maintain caution. We know little of what public events might entail in this primitive time. Hmm. Maybe it's just me, but this celebration seems kind of subdued. Shouldn't people be more, I don't know, jolly? You raise a fair point. The masses appear solemn, not festive. Yes, where is the raucous merriment? The carefree dancing and flowing mead? These medieval folks could learn to lighten up. For real, maybe I should liven things up with some juggling and jesting to get the party started. An amusing notion. Now that's the spirit. Jester slave Holden, show these dreary peasants how it's done. But take care not to inadvertently offend local cultural sensibilities. Nonsense. These dreary peasants simply require some merrymaking leadership. Stand back and observe my festive spirit. While someone's feeling upbeat about the dark ages. I'd advise against reckless behavior. 
I don't need you to tell me what to do. I need a jester slave, not an advisor. Let your hair down and revel with abandon. Have you no festive spirit, Holden? I would, but these curly jester shoes make prancing a perilous endeavor. In truth, caution stems from unease about this peculiar event, not lack of merriment. Something feels amiss. Let's observe a while longer before acting. Watch and learn, friend. I mean, advisor. While I admire your flair for festivity, we don't know the customs around here. Let's observe for now, rather than participate. You two are no fun at all. These dreary peasants could learn a thing or two from their soon-to-be favorite king. Hey, Andrew. I have to say, the vibe here seems less lively festival and more solemn procession. You're quite perceptive. Shouldn't people be cheering and feasting? This gathering has an air of tension, not jubilation. We appear to have misjudged its nature. Verily, you speak the truth. My revels fell flat as this jester's punchline. Methinks these filthy peasants require more alcohol before embracing the merriment. Sire, I fear activities beyond revelry are at hand. Let us proceed cautiously so as not to alter history. Why are those angry men dragging people before that stand? And what's with the huge hooded guy with the giant axe? Ah, a public beheading. What rousing medieval fun. Perhaps they'll let me take a whack at lopping off a head or two. I rather doubt they'll allow interference with what seems to be state-sanctioned execution of dissidents and outsiders. We should leave post-haste. Holy shit, did I just get hit with bodily bits? Please, for the love of God, tell me this isn't what it looks like. That hooded axe guy just straight up chopped that other guy's head off. Like, clean off. This is so effed up. Let's bounce. We need to get out of here immediately before we alter events. No arguments here. I am not about to lose my lunch in front of all these medieval psychos. Holy crap, I think I'm scarred for life. Who even was that guy, and what did he do to deserve that? Are we all just chill with axe murder for entertainment? This era needs therapy. Guys, I cannot even process what just happened. Heads shouldn't just... come off like that. Why isn't anyone else freaking out about this? I think I'm scarred for life. We clearly underestimated the perils of this era. We must regroup and determine our next move swiftly. Away, away. Let us never speak of this again. We're buying a burial plot for these soiled leggings. One does not simply rinse brain matter out of pantaloons. Seriously, now where can we cleanse this gore and ponder our place in history? Perhaps a nearby church will offer respite and reflection. This way. saints for offering sanctuary from bloodbaths. Now let's burn these clothes and douse our memories in holy water. If only rosaries could scrub what I've witnessed from my mind's eye. We're petitioning the Pope to make me a saint solely for enduring that horrific scene. My friends, though shaken, take solace that we fulfilled our duty of non-interference despite the ghastly temptations. Take heart and look, an artifact. 
It's beautiful. The artistry offers such grace after the violence. You really think it can transport us away from here? Indeed, the metallic inks may provide chronodynamic escape under microwave irradiation. Let us bid this era adieu. Yes, let us leave this tragically misguided era behind. Onward. Hold on a second. That figure on the book cover, hmm. that, that... Congrats, dude. Your naked body is officially part of the historical record. I love how they depicted you with full bush, too. It seems your exposed state in ancient Egypt had ripple effects across the timeline that manifested in this era's artwork. So, not only did I end up naked in ancient Egypt, but now it's documented? You should be proud, Holden. Maybe your dingling will glow in the dark when it's all said and done. Great. As long as it gets us out of the Dark Ages, I don't care. Fire up that book. Ah, smell that crisp renaissance air. I feel like a true polymath already. Please, Ben. You're about as polymathic as a potato. I, on the other hand, have always had a knack for fashion. Look at this exquisite attire. Exquisite attire? But you're wearing one color. No, it's three colors, Holden. Sure, I guess it's three. It's three shades of purple. You both underestimate my artistic genius. I've been honing my painting skills tirelessly. Behold my latest opus. It's a stick figure with a head that's almost bigger than its body. Truly a masterwork. Your approach to the human form is alarming. Hmm. Hold on, let me touch it up. Ben, it's art. You can't force it. Shh, I'm almost done. I have to admit, your artistic vision is not that unique. There. Now it's even more profound. A top hat, a monocle, and look at that. A majestic middle finger. You really have an eye for the classics, Ben. You bet I do. I've been eyeing your classic cargo shorts the whole time. Well, speaking of fashion and art, Andrew, I couldn't help but notice that your cargo shorts are also purple. What's wrong with cargo shorts? They're practical. Who cares about practical? You look like a make-a-wish kid who was denied a safari. Actually, no joke, I think I just saw another person in cargo shorts. Wait, really? I never thought I would be the one to accidentally change the timeline, but at least it seems I did history a favor. Um, you know what, guys? Roses are red, violets are blue. Are you composing poetry? Yes, I am. We don't I have am. time for this, Him, Holden. Roses are red, violets are blue. Renaissance poetry Italy, at a time we like welcome this? you. Your art and culture is totally boss. Almost as cool as Benedict Cumberbatch. The end? Are you freaking kidding me, Holden? I was just trying to lighten the mood. Here is a better one. Roses are red. Violets are blue. We're stuck in the past. And I blame all of you. You're no fun. This is serious, Holden. We cannot take timeline disruption lightly. Now let's get focused. Fine. You're the boss, Buzz Killington. Speaking of uh, getting focused... Funny story about the microwave. What is it, Ben? Yeah, you've been awfully quiet about it lately. Uh, well, I didn't exactly find it in my garage. I um, found it on the side of the road outside of school. You've been using a microwave you found on the curb? Discarded? That's bold. I thought you guys wouldn't let me keep it if I told you the truth. I mean, who wants to microwave their food in a dumpster dive microwave, right? You discovered the microwave time machine just sitting outside? That's sketchy even for you, Ben. Uh, I must concur with Holden's concerns. For the record, Ben, microwave ovens are not 
self-sterilizing. Look, I know it was questionable and that's why I lied, but it was free. I was hungry. I thought it would be a good addition to the podcast studio. I probably would have just sold it on Craigslist as vintage retro microwave and called it a day. But look where reckless microwave dabbling got us. Indeed, this isn't exactly the podcast recording experience I had in mind. How was I supposed to know this would happen? But Ben, perhaps you could explicate the circumstances around its discovery in greater detail. Any insights may prove useful. I wish I had more to tell. The school was closed, probably got rid of old stuff. This was just sitting on the curb by the parking lot and looked neat, so I grabbed it. And no clue what makes it tick. Did you at least wipe it down before putting it in the burrito? Who knows what was festering inside? Who has time for deep cleans on curbside microwaves? I wiped it down real quick, I swear. I suppose scrutinizing the situation is a fruitless endeavor at this juncture. Yeah, let's focus on the present. Speaking of, are we still lost in time or what? Beats me. Everything around us screams Italy, but something feels off. Like history got a makeover. Great observation. Perhaps exploring local landmarks could provide clarity regarding our chronological whereabouts. Ooh, good idea. Let's go check out some of those famous Italian sites. Maybe we'll see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Now that's what I'm talking about. I heard that thing leans so hard, it basically does yoga. Worth seeing in person. Well, uh, here we are, guys. But something's not right. Where's the lean on that tower? You're correct. The inclination appears absent, defying historical records of its notable tilt after construction in 1372. Wait, are you telling me the tower isn't leaning anymore? Now it's just standing straight like a normal, boring tower? The not-so-leaning Tower of Pisa? Major Mandela, effect vibes. What gives? Did we break the leaning tower? A peculiar circumstance indeed. Perhaps seismic retrofitting corrected the lean we are used to? Oh, please. The only seismic activity here is my rumbling stomach. I was really looking forward to that burrito. Or maybe there were restoration efforts aimed to preserve its structural integrity. Do you think maybe we did this somehow, like time travel, butterfly effect and all? I mean, we did just see a guy in cargo shorts. A sobering hypothesis, um, but unclear. We must gather more data points. After all, lively discourse invigorates the quest for knowledge. Oof, he's using big words again. Time to move on before I get a headache to go along with my tummy ache. Ugh, I never even got to eat my emergency chicken wing. Yeah, we could use a breather, Andrew. Hey, random question. Do, do either of you have the time? The time? Dude, we're traveling aimlessly through history. And Andrew, I already know what you're going to say. Time? Seriously? We're in the middle of this wacky adventure and you're worried about the time. You buffoons. Well... I was just hoping that if I complained enough about our circumstances, time might start moving in the right direction. But let me check my watch. What watch? The one I always carry. It's in my pocket. You carry a pocket watch? That's odd. Of course. Why else would I have cargo shorts? I told you, I'm practical and fashionable. Er, uh, uh... What's the matter, Andrew? Can't read analog clocks or something? Of course I can. Look. What the hell? The hands are spinning like crazy and the numbers are all jumbled. 
Maybe the watch is just broken. Let me My see. My watch is never broken. It's a state-of-the-art timepiece. Sure it is, Andrew. Also, the engraving has changed. There's a tiny picture of a mop on one side, and the other side has a little microwave. Incredible. Given our past encounters, these symbols likely represent the being we first encountered. Wait, the rude space janitor? Does this mean he's lurking around tidying up history? Maybe he went a little overboard fixing the tower's tilt. You know how obsessive he was about cleaning up that Big Bang mess. He wouldn't even look up from his work to acknowledge us. An astute observation. Perhaps this pocket watch is his subtle way of guiding our discovery. We should follow the trail and learn more. Good thinking. If the janitor left us this watch, he must want us to microwave on out of here. Let's buzz. My word, our surroundings appear curiously tidy and predictable. This sanitized version of the 1920s is most abnormal. No kidding. Everything's so boring and beige. Where's the zest and pizzazz of the jazz age? And check out the overly uniform architecture. It's almost too symmetrical. This place is eerily orderly. Seriously, I was promised bathtub gin and flappers, not grandpa sweaters and nap time. This decade needs some flavor. And also, I'm starving. We've got to spice things up around here. Maybe we can get the band back together for a historical hootenanny. I'll teach everyone the Charleston. An amusing notion, but perhaps we ought first determine the root of this peculiar orderliness and conformity. Orpheus Smorphus, let's liven things up first. I wonder how people would react if I... What's he doing now? Ben, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. He's sticking his hand in his mouth. Focus, Ben. We need to microwave our way out of this beige purgatory. We can get you a snack later. Just please stop trying to eat your hand. Maybe there's a clue in that store. It's called Cosmic Clutter and Amp Chrono Collectibles. They might have an artifact for us. Cosmic Clutter and Chrono Collectibles? That sounds like the janitor's secret supply shop. He must have a thing for tidying time. Jackpot. Check it out. A toaster. Haven't had toast in forever. Look at that warm, crispy bread. Easy there, Ben. We're not microwaving it for snacking purposes. This is our ticket out of Boringsville. You're right. But just looking at this toaster reminds me how hungry I am. One little bite of toast couldn't hurt, though. Benjamin, we must refrain from consuming historical artifacts and remain Maybe focused. just a nibble. Now into the radiation box forthwith. Wait, something's not right. The toaster's sparking and... Stop. Everyone, step back. Wait, that's not supposed to happen. Everyone, take cover. It's gonna blow. We can't microwave an entire electric toaster, guys. That's not how it no works. No shit. It's a whole goddamn toaster and a microwave. What the fuck did you expect, Ben? Toasty. Phew, that was close. I believe our next stop is the future. Are you sure, Andrew? This place is so perfect, it's creepy. Where are the wild inventions and the futuristic chaos we expected? Look at these buildings, uh, all in a perfect row, like soldiers on parade. Even the pigeons follow a straight line. It's like they've erased all signs of uniqueness. Uh, there's something odd about this hyper-ordered future. Whoa, what's that vibrating blob? It's like a claymation rainbow. And it's so chaotic. In a city this orderly, it stands out like a neon sign in a library. 
this swirling vortex is no mundane phenomenon. We've stumbled upon the CMB cold spot, one of cosmology's most perplexing riddles. Allow me to elaborate. The CMB or cosmic microwave background permeates the universe as leftover radiation from the Big Bang itself. This ambient glow rings in at 2.7 degrees above absolute zero, the fading cry of creation's first moments. Radiation from the Big Bang? Is that safe to be so close to? Not to worry, it's quite harmless in these trace amounts. Now, as I was saying, this region rejects the warmth of its surroundings. It alone stands out starkly frigid and turbulent, a frozen eddy resisting the cosmic current. A frozen eddy, like a space whirlpool or something? In simple terms, yes, it does resemble a swirling vortex. Now, where was I? By all accounts, the ancient microwaves should appear largely uniform, fulfilling expectations set by the inflationary epoch. But the cold spot flagrantly defies prognostications. Inflationary epoch? I have no idea what you just said. I mean predictions set by the Big Bang's expansion. Back to the point, some posit a collision with another universe spawned this void. Others argue a supervoid saps its heat, but observations strain most hypotheses. A super what now? You're losing me, dude. Quite right. Essentially, the cold spot defies explanation under current theories. In any case, one fact is clear. This anomaly represents a rend in the assumed thermal unity of all creation, a deviance from anticipated order. Oh, so it's like when you microwave a burrito, but this one area is still cold? You're on the right track, Ben, but it's a tad more complicated than that. Our journey has mirrored this mystery. We, too, have inserted pockets of unpredictability into tidy timelines. But as the cold spot shows, even the cosmos cannot be purely uniform. A degree of chaos underlies all existence. You're right, it's the only non-uniform thing we've seen. This disorderly stuff really pops against all the neatness. And it's a cosmic mystery. It must be that last piece of entropy in the known universe. You see, gentlemen, there's a reason for all this perfection. The janitor must have decided that chaos is the root of all problems. He's compulsively tidying things up. Ah, so they decided to remove all the fun? How considerate. But isn't there a beauty in the messiness of life? The spontaneity, the surprises. That's what makes the world exciting. What the frick? Did the microwave suddenly turn itself on? What's going on? It's acting on its own. It's almost like the microwave can sense the CMB cold spot. We didn't touch it, Andrew. It's going to microwave the cold spot itself. Looks like this microwave is ready for its most ambitious task yet. Hold on, folks. This is the grand finale. Here we go. Onward to the grand finale of our adventure. Buckle up, folks. This could get wild. Hold on tight, everyone. Is this it? Are we reaching the cosmic zenith? It's brighter than a supernova in here. Wait, what's happening? Why are we back in our studio? That's it? That was the grand finale? Seriously? We were expecting something cosmic and it just dumped us back here? But why? 
Look at this. It's the perfect cosmic burrito. Wait a minute. It's not just a cosmic burrito. It's the CMB cold spot. Of course. The janitor used the microwave to cook the last piece of cosmic chaos. The universe is now free of entropy. So we were part of the janitor's grand plan to microwave the cold spot back to order. That was an epic adventure, folks. The most cosmic microwave adventure ever. We journeyed beyond time and space, microwaving our way through history and even cooking up the universe's chaos. And we did it all with a trusty microwave. Who knew home appliances could be so cosmic? You know, it's fascinating how we stumbled upon the cosmic janitor's quest to restore order in the universe. A neat freak with a twist. And our microwave, our trusty time machine, has seen it all from the Big Bang to the 3000s. But there's no place like home, right? You both make a fair point. As fun as it was, one round with that bonkers microwave was enough time travel for me. Yeah, no more unexpected temporal field trips. Let's just stick to normal podcasting from here on out. Speaking of which, we still need a topic for today's show. Ooh, here's an idea. How about we do ancient Greece? I can give everyone a quick history rundown on their philosophers and contributions to thinking about order versus chaos. You know, Socrates, Plato, and those guys. Could be interesting. Look at you keeping it casual, Professor. Ancient Greece sounds like the perfect unchaotic topic to ground ourselves after all that craziness. I'm in. Me too. A nice normal history episode is just what we need. Let's get potting. Glad to be back in my comfort zone. Now, then, let's start from the beginning. Early Greek thinkers argued that chaos was the origin point of creation. The Baby Ball Podcast starts now. The Baby Ball Podcast starts now. The Baby Ball Podcast starts now. Baby Ball Podcast starts now.